This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Or like you are having in Georgia, the gas is short, and it's cold as hell. Uh, so, um, I don't know what the hell is going on with the weather, y'all. This is straight out the freaking Bible, man. This ain't the book of Revelations. I don't know what it is. It's some, like, weird weirdness going on right now. Honey, y'all still going wild about uh Portia and what she doing, and then now y'all found out she got a four part TV deal. Also, this is for Cloud. All right, I saw for what it was though. When I first saw this whole situation, I was like, "Girl," I was like, "Uh uh-uh. uh," I was like, "You already telling the whole story right there, so you doing this for Cloud? This is Cloud, okay? This is Cloud." You want to piss people off. You want people to get in their feelings, to get in their bag, because everybody know. That. Everybody know. That last season. That. Fallon, everybody keeps calling her Fallon, but her name is Fallon. Fallon became a breakout star with her fight with her and Latoya, honey. Latoya was sitting up there and talking about how rich her husband was and your husband's 60 years old and y'all got money and yada, yada, yada. You know, being putting her nose in everybody else's business and what's nobody else's nose because, you know, I'm just saying, nobody cares. So she's like, let me sit up here and piss off the breakout star of the show, honey. Because that's who one of the breakout stars was. It was Fallon, Latoya, and Drew Sedora with her lying self. <laughs> so she's like, okay, let me sit up here and stir up the internet and then y'all gonna find out I got a TV deal over here, okay? I'm doing this for money, honey. We are making money over here. This is about the coins. This is not about how you personally feel about her. None of that stuff. So y'all all up in y'all bags and y'all feelings. And she do look pregnant in this picture that she took on Mother's Day. But she could, it could be fake, you know, because it is TV. So y'all know how I like to get my podcast started. I got to get my podcast started talking about... um. Talking about um, topics that stand out to me. Now, I don't have many topics today because today I'm talking about the Roanoke colonies. And y'all, that story right there is so weird. I make you think a whole lot of stuff. So um, today we're going to start off with topics that I want to talk about. This first one is from the Jasmine brand and it's by Nick Alexander Finley. It says, Chrissy Teigen allegedly told Courtney Stoughton to commit suicide at 16 years old. Now, the thing about today's society, you put something on the internet and you did it in the past, people going to always bring it back up. Chrissy Teigen would get away with being a smart-ass mouth bitch. 
and nobody ever noticed it and nobody ever saw it because they always thought, oh, it's cute and she quirky and she's this and she's that. But now Twitter going back and they're like, wait a minute. Then there's, I want to sit up here and scream cry in my pictures of something awful happened to me. Then she say something awful to other people. So this is what this is talking about. Um, it said, that it starts off with, did Chrissy Teigen really tell a 16-year-old to commit suicide? Model Courtney Stoden, who notoriously married 50-year-old actor Doug Hutchison at just 16 years old, has recently alleged that Chrissy Teigen has sent them a fair share of hate, including requests for them to commit suicide. Courtney Stoddard, who identified as non-binary and used they and them pronounced instead of she and her, made these allegations in an interview with the Daily Beast earlier this week, they claim. Now she's trying to get attention for being non-binary. Y'all, Chrissy Teigen wouldn't just publicly tweet about wanting me to take a dirt nap, but would probably DM me and tell me to kill myself. Things like that. I can't wait for you to die. And not only... Her, but Joy Behar had field day and calling me a slut. Courtney Love told me I was a whore, and Courtney Stone continued, people came out of the woodwork to beat up on a kid because she was in a situation that she shouldn't have been in. There was a lot of celebrities acting like playground bullies. Some of the worst treatment I got was from women, and we're going, we're not going to get anywhere if we get keep holding each other back. But you said you don't be called she. You won't be called uh, them, they, her. Or whatever. Um, <sighs> these allegations came in wake of Chrissy Teigen returning to Twitter after a short break due to supposed negativity. <laughs> Y'all snowflakes get on my damn nerves, bitch. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. And that's why I said, like, you could dish it, but you could take it. Now, you done told this girl at the age of 16 years old to, to kill herself. And Joy Behar sit up there and call her all kind of names. And all these grown-ass, old-ass, ugly-ass women sitting up here attacking this child just because she married a 50-year-old. 50, Jealous much? That's all I have to ask. Next story. I mean, y'all do anything. Y'all drag a little girl because she got a life that you didn't get when you were 16. We get it. You had to fight all your life. You had to work all your life. And you didn't get that life. All right. I'm not going to do this because I don't know why I even did that. The next one is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. And it was written by Keisha Gale. It says, House Republicans remove Representative Liz Cheney from leadership job over Trump criticism, vow to do everything I can to assure Trump never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. Let me read that again because I didn't quite understand that. I misunderstood something. It says, House Republicans remove Representative Liz Cheney from leadership job over Trump criticism. Vows to do everything I can to ensure Trump never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. I'm quite confused about that statement, but okay. It says, on Wednesday, the House Republicans out Representative Liz Cheney from her post as the chamber's number three GOP leader, punishing her after she repeatedly rebuked former President Donald Trump, not only for his false claims of election fraud, 
but also for his roles in fomenting the January 6th Capitol attack. To note, Cheney also voted to impeach Trump. As the Associated Press reported, as chair of the GOP House Conference, the three-term Wyoming Congresswoman had been the third most powerful Republican member of the House. She also is the daughter of Vice or former Vice President Dick Cheney. Now, Dick Cheney is the guy in the picture where Kiki Palmer didn't know who the hell he was. That's who he is, all right? He was Vice President to George W. Bush, the, the, the son, the young one, all right? That one that has to be controlled by uh, Michelle Obama. I mean, First Lady Obama when they go places because apparently he had one too many. <laughs> I forgot my spot. She has refused to stop criticizing Trump over his poor leadership and also signaled after the conference meeting that she intended to use her overthrow, her overthrow to try pointing the party away from the former president. I will do everything I can to ensure that the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office, she reported. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to see this. I don't understand this. So she got ousted for disrespecting a former president. So I guess there's a rule that you can't disrespect a former president. If there is, and she know that, and she took oath not to disrespect the previous party, and she there's a new party in there, then I, I understand why they would oust her. But my thing is, is she disrespected a president that nobody had respect for to be honest with. So, okay. That's weird. <sighs> I got another one from HollywoodUnlocked.com. All right. This is some news on Wendy Miss Williams, honey. And it says, Wendy Williams calls Mike Esterman childish for claiming that they broke up. We were never boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> She said you just some thick on the side. <laughs> you got to keep your hoes in line, Wendy. You got to keep your hoes in line. You can't have them um, doing this. Um, so I know what's going on in the crisis with the gas lately. Um, and I know it's because it has something to do with uh, the, the pipeline being digitally hacked. Um, so I want to... This was something that was put on um i think is it plant pizzeria or plant-based pizzeria that's what it's called i have not gotten up there to eat there yet but i will get up there to eat there soon and it says um it was posted on there and it's about it was warning you about what's going on it was happening and what could happen now this is not in concrete y'all so don't freak out and try to kill somebody over some gas. So I'm just saying this is a warning of if this situation does not get situated and people panic by. Please do not panic by anything. Y'all saw what y'all did with the toilet paper. Okay. So analysts at Gray Man Brief have determined that if the pipeline does not start operation by May 10th, May 10th was two days ago. I'm not trying to freak you out, but I'm just saying there will be a shortage seen in sporadic areas ranging from Texas to D.C. 
You may have to scout out fuel stations to find one in stock. If operation does not begin by May 13th, the supply of jet fuel needed to keep major airports operating will cause cancellations of flights in areas like Atlanta and Charlotte. Oh, loud. Jesus. Shortage will become commonplace along the East Coast. You may go one to three days without finding an in-stock station in city and county. If operation does not begin by May 17th, outage will become commonplace, become commonplace in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Loud, Jesus. Loud be a fence all around me. Oh Lord, have mercy. Okay, I told y'all not to panic. <laughs> I already read this, but it's like when you read it slowly, you're like, "Oh crap!" Oh my God. There will be no stations in your county with fuel. Fuel will begin to be rationed out for two to five weeks, and supply demand effects will be felt for months. Like I said, don't panic. Please do not panic. Do not panic by. Don't get in a fight. Don't end up serving life in prison over gas. Uh, this goes to show you we should have been more smart about gas. Anyway, I'm I'm thinking about learning how to ride a bike this year. I never learned how to ride a bike, and I'm not being funny. I'm serious. I think we um, need to learn how to use alternative stuff. So um, with that being said, that's just to warn you about what's about to happen and what's going on. Um, y'all be safe. Y'all be careful. And do not end up in jail for the rest of your life over no gas. Okay? Speaking of weird situations that have happened in life, um, y'all know today's topic is about the Roanoke colonies. Um, I was trying to find where I put the article at. And, um, you know, we all have heard of cases of people going missing. Like I was talking about the young lady that went missing four years ago and they're still trying to find her and her newborn baby, her newborn son, who will be approximately the age of three now. Um, let's talk about a mass disappearance. Okay, this is a mass disappearance. Um, I always thought this was a very interesting topic. And it's crazy because I didn't think about the topic or I didn't think about it until I was watching a show called, what is it called? Is it called Haven? I was watching a show called Haven. And one of the characters on the show was named Croatoan. Now, if you don't know what Croatone is, you're going to find out what Croatone is and what it is referenced to. So, sit back and relax. Get your popcorn. I'm about to tell you a creepy story that happened a very long time ago. All right. So, here we started with the um, Roanoke colonies. My screen keeps going in and out. Um, okay, I'm only on 25%, so I will still be able to do this. So um, this is the Roanoke colony, Lost Colonies, was never lost. 
This article was written by the New York Times. Um, I, I got to get a time stamping on it, which was September 1st, 2020. And it's updated September 8th, 2020. So this was talked about most recently. You know, I guess when you're sitting in the house and you don't know what's going to happen, you start thinking back to stuff like the Roanoke colonies. Um, so, yeah. The Roanoke colonies, lost colonies, was never lost, a new book says. Oh, Lord. Okay, so here we go. Girl, let me tell y'all something. I just queued up this article, saved it, and they told me I had a limit to how many articles I can read from the New York Times. Nobody told me that. All right. You know what? This is not cool. <laughs> I got you. You want to be an asshole today. I got you. I'm going to go to history.com. The article from New York Times, they give you a limited supply of how many times you can watch, listen to something. Let me watch, I mean, read something. So it's cool. It is what it is. Y'all got to make that cheddar better. All right. So this one is from um, history.com. And it was originally written October 2nd, 2012. And it was updated August the 22nd, 2018. So it's not as updated as the last article I just gave you. So here we go. It says, what happened to the lost colony of Roanoke? The origins of one of America's oldest unsolved mysteries can be traced to August 1587 when a group of about 115 English settlers arrived on Roanoke Island off the coast of what is now North Carolina. Later that year, it was decided that John White, governor of the new colony, would sail back to England in order to gather a fresh load of supplies. But just as we, he arrived, a major naval war broke out between England and Spain, and the Queen of England Queen, Queen Elizabeth I called on every available ship to confront the mighty Spanish Armada. In August 1590, White finally returned to Roanoke where he had left his wife and daughter and his infant granddaughter, Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas, and the other settlers three long years before. He found no traces of the colonies or of its inhabitants and few clues to what might have happened apart from a single word, Croatoan, carved into a wooden post. Investigators into the investigation into the fate of the lost colonies of Roanoke have continued over centuries, but no one has come up with a satisfactory answer. 
Croatoan was the name of an island south of Roanoke that was home to a Native American tribe of the same name. Perhaps then the colonists were killed or abducted by Native Americans. Other hypotheses hold that they tried to sail back to England on their own and got lost at sea and they met a bloody end at the hands of Spaniards who had marched up from Florida or they moved further inland where absorbed into a friendly tribe. In 2007, efforts began to collect and analyze DNA from local families to figure out if they're related to Roanoke settlers, local Native American tribes, or both. Despite lingering mysteries, it seems there's one thing to be thankful for. The lessons, the lessons learned at Roanoke may have helped the next group of England settlers, English settlers who have found their own colony 17 years later, just a short distance to the north at Jamestown. So that's the article from history.com. All right, I'm feeling some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find a more updated article. All right, so this one is from news.artnet.com. And it says, archaeologists may have finally solved the mystery of the disappearance of the Roanoke lost colonies. This is written by Sarah Cascone, November 6, 2020. Said in 1585, the English settlers reached a new world and established a colony on the island of Roanoke in what is now part of the North Carolina. One only, I mean, only to mysterious disappearance, the colonist's fate has become one of America's history's most enduring mysteries. And now archaeologists have uncovered new evidence suggesting that the survivors splintered into multiple camps and assimilated into the indigenous population. Thanks to a secret message on a century-old map, a team from the First, First Colony Foundation, a North Carolina prophet dedicated to researching the history of the ill-fated Walter Raleigh Colony, was able to uncover colonial-era pottery that believed to belong to some of the 115 men, women, and children abandoned on Roanoke in 1587. When the colony governor, John White, Returned from a three-year journey back to England in 1590, all traces of the settlement and its inhabitants had disappeared. The only clue left behind was the word Croatoan, the former name of what is now the Hatteras Island, carved into a pulse. There are many theories about what become of Roanoke, none of which are particularly pleasant. Historians have posited that the colonists were killed by Native Americans or hostiles, Spaniards, of that they died off due to disease or famine or were victims of a deadly storm. But researchers uncover a new lead in 2012 while examining a map at the British Museum in London that White has painted of the Elizabethan era United States titled La Virginia Pars. Hidden in visible ink, presumably to guard information about the colonies from the Spaniards with the outline of two forts. 150 miles west of Warrenoke, the same distance away from the, the way that the colonists had told White they planned to move, according to his writings. The first colony foundation team on archaeologists led by Nick Lachetti set up the investigate set up to investigate the site in Birdie County, North Carolina. 
2015, promisingly, the possible settlement was close to the Native American village called Metaquem. Metaquem. Typically of a typical of early European settlement. There was no signs of a fort, but just outside the village, while the archaeologists found two dozen shards of English pottery in what had been dubbed the Site X. Ground penetrated the radar revealed another possible dig site two miles away. The search continued in December 2019, what had been dubbed the Site Y, using many fragments of the ceramic from different parts of Europe. The fragments, which come from vessels used for food preparation and storage, suggest the presence of long-term residents. What has been found so far at Site Y is the Birdie County appeared to, to me to solve one of the greatest mysteries in early American history, the Odyssey of the Lost Colony. William M. Kelso, Emeritus Director of Archaeologists and Researcher of Jamestown's Rediscovery, said in a statement, although the experts have ruled out the possibility that the artifacts may have been left behind by colonists from Jamestown, founded in 1607. Lucchetti is confident that his finest evidence of a group of relocated Roanoke colonists. Notable is a lack of English pipe, which was ubiquitous among Jamestown settlers, suggesting the cinematic date from an earlier period. We are very confident that these ex excavations are linked to the Roanoke colonies. We have considered all other reasonable possibilities can find nothing else that fits the evidence. A first colony foundation representative told Artnet News in an email that the excavation began to reveal where the colonists went to live and how they tried to survive in a new world. Do I want to read this whole article? I don't want to read this whole article. If you want to see this old article, it's on news.artnet.com. Go check it out. Because I got when the one thing that stuck out to me was um uh famine. And the reason why it sticks out to me is because when I watched a video on BuzzFeed, um on BuzzFeed, which is I watch on YouTube for from BuzzFeed. The video I found was basically um, was talking about, and I'm, I guess we feel some kind of way because this whole pandemic thing that has happened. And everybody know that a pandemic can wipe out a whole country. It can wipe out a large group of people, a large group, a tribe, or, um, or, or, or it can wipe out a whole community of people if you're not careful. And everybody has been feeling some kind of way. And especially if you think about it, when you think about the Roanoke colonies, you still have that mystery of what has happened and what has went down. And so the reason why this story stuck out to me, because I, in the back of my head, the one thing I thought was, and the one thing that made sense was a pandemic had happened. Or would it be an epidemic? Let me get my words together, Hunter. So I won't sound ignorant. It's one of the two, a pandemic or epidemic that had happened. To, um, the people when they went to Roanoke Island. Um, but it's a very interesting story. And it's the reason why people get creeped out when you say the word Croatoan. Um, because it brings you to that a large group of people, which is basically, which specifically was 
115 men, women, and children that just went missing. This guy left. He came back. And they were gone. His wife, his daughter, and his granddaughter were gone. So, let me get the word right. Is it epidemic or a pandemic? No, I had a pandemic. I think an epidemic is just in a small, it, it affects a small group of people. Girl, that's not what I mean. Um, <laughs> or is it endemic? All right, so it could have been an epidemic or an endemic. Now, let's look at this word. It definitely could have been an outbreak that had happened in the Roanoke colonies um, or what could have happened. But I have my own little theories um, that has to do with it or what had happened because um, this guy that, uh, this guy is not sitting well with me. The guy that left his wife his daughter, and his grandchild, he ain't sitting right with me. I know y'all be saying you were sitting over here perpetuating the stereotype, but um, it just don't feel right to me that you would leave your wife, your daughter, and your granddaughter, and you go back to England and come back three years later and think that everything is going to be all cool. Let me find this dude's name. Wasn't it Walter? John White. <laughs> His name is John White. Um, so the reason why I am um, skeptic about Mr. White, honey, leaving his his wife and his daughter and, and whatever. Um, it's because, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, I'm not saying that women are helpless and can't go nowhere without their husband or can't do anything without their husband. But when you are in a foreign land, you don't ever leave, especially children, in another foreign land and you don't know what's going to happen now i'm pretty sure he thought okay we didn't see no one nobody was there so we got on a boat we went to roanoke and there's nobody here there's no native americans there's no people here so we just gonna sit up here and just squat over here we just gonna sit over here and take this area you know I don't feel like he investigated the area enough. And sometimes, like, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. They didn't have cars back then. They didn't have planes or trains. So, um, or automobiles. 
I say cars, but it's the same thing, automobiles, cars. They didn't have that back then. So it took some time for you to cover the land to see what was happening. So I'm just wondering, did he check the land out to see if people were there to make sure that his wife, his daughter, and granddaughter were okay? Or did he purposely leave them there knowing what their fate was going to be? Something just ain't sitting right with me with that. You know? I mean, that's like, okay, for an example, let's give let me give you an example right now of, of, of how of, of how that works. Okay. This is how it works. All right. So let's just say in modern day today, me and let's just say I have a husband. Let's just say that, okay, y'all not going to wait for me when I say this, but you know, it's not too far-fetched. Let's just say the power goes out. And we have to go somewhere because for some strange reason, Georgia became inhabited. So we have to go West Coast. Let's just say me, him, and our little girl. Oh, I mean, me, him, my daughter, and my granddaughter go with him somewhere. And he take us there. I ain't ever been to California before. I never been there before. And, and we don't know how California is because we have no technology. Nobody can update nothing. We ain't got no cell phones. And y'all know how y'all get when y'all don't have your cell phones. Have you ever been in a situation where you lost your cell phone and the world was going to end? All right. That's like me not having a cell phone, an iPad, a tablet, um, and a computer or a laptop on me. And going to a place and nobody knows where I'm at, right? And he just leaves me there and say, we don't know what's going on in California because the power went out. But I'm going to leave you here because I trust the people of California to take care of you. I'm going to look at him like he's crazy. Like, nope, we going together. <laughs> See, what you're not going to do is leave me over here and I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody in California, friend. I don't know nobody here. I don't know California. I heard it takes three hours to get everywhere. I don't know nothing about this place. Don't leave me somewhere and I don't know nothing about the place. And then something weird happened to me, your daughter, and your granddaughter. It's weird. Especially in that time period. Now dudes don't care. They'll leave a chick just because they had a bad day and they come back 20 years later and say, well, I just had a bad day. But we have technology now. You know, we can go on Facebook and catch his ass. Like, oh, there you are. Oh, there where you went. So how was it getting the milk? <laughs> I see you met a wife and kid there too. Nice. You know, that that's the difference. Back then, they didn't have the kind of technology we have now. This man left for three years, which is probably how long it took to sell to America anyway on the boat. 
And he came back. And his wife, his daughter, and granddaughter were gone, honey. They're gone. They're like, bye. I'm not supposed to think there's nothing weird about you leaving your wife, your daughter, and your granddaughter. Even by today's standards with this whole independent woman bullshit, y'all think y'all over here chomping. And the main one who be sitting here pushing this whole agenda be freaking married. That's the funny part about it. But anyway, um, this whole we're independent women, we're going to be treated equally as men and shit. Thanks to y'all, I don't get to see your way out from nobody. Because y'all want to be treated as equal. But even by today's standard, a man leaving his wife and daughter and granddaughter in an estranged place and he leaves for three years, it's considered foul. He's trash. He's trash. Granted, I know he was doing a job, but it's still trash. That's weird. That's strange. But the only thing I could think of that could possibly happen without accusing anybody of murder was an epidemic. So when people make the conclusion that it was an epidemic, you be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trash, trash, trash. You're trash. <laughs> That's the nonviolent thing I think happened. But what if, <laughs> what if Mr. John White himself murdered all the people of the Roanoke colonies? It's not too far-fetched neither. You know, y'all sit there and massacre a whole bunch of Native Americans. I don't, I don't think too much of you not trying to kill your wife and daughter and them. I'm just saying, let's be straight up. <laughs> I don't think you're above murdering a wife and children. But what if is that what happened? So uh, I'm going to give y'all a little fake story about what could have possibly happened to 115 people on the Roanoke Colonies. It's my theory, but it's a theory and it's not too far-fetched. I got two of them. And one of them, they talked about on BuzzFeed. So, here we go. My theory is, is that Mr. John White himself executed the 115 people that were supposed to be on Roanoke, on Roanoke, um, in the Roanoke colonies. How he did it, I don't know. 
Maybe he became friends and friendly with the Native Americans and say, hey, look, we got a bunch of white people come from England. Uh, one of them is a wife I don't care about, and I don't care for having a daughter, and I don't care for her daughter neither. So I don't care for them. I want you to ambush them. Like a nigga in Maryland who popped a molly. Yeah, I said it. And get rid of all these people. You know, I don't care for these people. They're the white people I don't like. So I want you to ambush these people. Yes, go ahead and get my wife and my daughter and my granddaughter. I don't care. I want you to ambush these people. Well, I pretend like I can't believe they all are gone. Is that far-fetched? Maybe. Because sometimes when they were bringing people from uh, Europe, they were sometimes prisoners. I know the story about how... Uh, uh, Oglethorpe County was started it was by a criminal he was criminal and so they sent him away to exile him to Georgia and then he has his own little town over here he got his own little place honey so they sent the undesirables on a boat and said hey look you know we don't like you you know you got a peg leg you going well somebody got one eye we don't care for you we gonna send you over here to get massacred by the Native Americans because, you know, these are our homies. We lie to them and steal their land. Another theory I have, and y'all already know what the theory is going to be because it's my favorite topic. They were all abducted by aliens. <laughs> and I got to be like, why you always go to the alien theory? Let's go all the way back to there is a painting done by, I think, is it Da Vinci? Where it looks like a spaceship in the back of the painting? That's not too far-fetched. Right? There was a painting done by Da Vinci and there was a, a spaceship. Let's not talk about the hieroglyphics on the walls of the pyramids of Egypt. And some hieroglyphics are spaceships. People still trying to figure out to this day, how did they build those pyramids? It's not like it was impossible for people to do it, but how did they do it? They had a heating system and everything up in them pyramids, honey. Who gave them the blueprint of making the pyramid? That's not too far-fetched. If my theory served me right, that there were aliens that were here before we or if aliens came through and was like, hey, you know, we can help y'all out. But understand this, you know, you can't say we exist. <laughs> Every time we saw them, we said they exist. They're like, I'm out. Y'all don't know how to shut up. You had to put that little drawing on a wall on the freaking pyramid saying that we were here. And then, like I said, there was a, a picture. It was a picture of like, I forgot what the picture is called. And there's like a spaceship in the back of this picture. And it was during this Elizabethan era. I kid you not, y'all. I, I don't know if I can find the picture. Um, 
but it was in a picture. And it wasn't a fake picture. So it's not too far-fetched that there could possibly have been a mass alien abduction of these people. So I'm not just saying something to be saying something. I ain't trying to be funny. I ain't trying to be goofy or whatever. Um, I'm just letting you guys know that, you know, it is something very strange. So, um, will we ever find out what happened? We will never know because I can't upload that article from New York Times. <laughs> no, I'm joking. With that being said, this, thank you guys. This is My Mind Emporium. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you guys have a lovely and nice warm evening. I'm not... Um, these topics, they're all topics I want to talk about. And I feel like it's crazy to me because when I bring up these topics, these are topics that came up from school. And I will ask teachers questions. And I'm one of those kids that I will ask questions. And a lot of times, like, teachers get mad at me for asking hard questions. You know, don't bring up a topic if you don't want the questions to be answered. If y'all don't know what the hell going on, then don't sit them here and bring up the topic. And it's the same thing with me. I have questions about uh, what else? I have questions about um the whole Anne Frank situation and how they found her. How nobody saw they were coming through and nobody questioned anything. You know, all of a sudden they get called, and you know people swear this person is a hero, but I just question if she really is a hero. I ain't gonna say her name because I don't believe in disrespecting the elderly, honey. Um. With that being said, um, tomorrow's topic is going to be about Sydney Star. We're going to talk about Sydney Star, what she did, why she did it, and who she did it with. Once again, I tell you, this is my mind emporium. Thank you guys for listening. I am like so outie.